Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJs. Proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now, take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DEGENS to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Before we get into this monster show, if you don't have an hour to spend with us going through every single spread and total in the NFL, that's cool. We have an app you can download. Head over to AbsoluteDegeneracy.com and register on the site or through the app. You can get all the text picks just right there so you don't have to listen to the whole show. I don't know why you wouldn't, but you don't have to. Uh, You can hang out with us. You can hang out with other DGENs. And let's carry the conversation past the podcast and into the games. Absolute Sports Betting Degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Saturday morning. Usually I'm a little bummed about being up Saturday morning talking to you assholes, but today we're talking the National Football League. What's going on, Max? Hey, nothing much, man. Jeez, uh, just going through these games and, you know, we, we did the our, our two futures episodes where we kind of broke down a lot of the uh, these teams and I'm um, going through these games like, wow, we didn't talk about this team. We didn't talk about this team. <laughs> there's a lot to talk about. There's, there's just teams that we just didn't have a chance to talk about before. And now we're going to talk about every single game. So we'll be able to touch on uh, things that happened in the off season for these teams or what we think of, of uh, how, how their seasons are going to go. But more importantly, we're going to talk week one and, mm. and we're going to try to make some money now, not for the future, not, 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 not give a, a loan to Vegas, an interest free loan for a while. What we're going to do is we're going to make some money this weekend. What's going on, Panther? Well, I know we're here to talk football, and you know Max and I go back and forth quite a bit. But but I've just got to interject here with some non-football and just give a big congratulations to Max and his Celtics, and they're advancing. So congratulations to the Celtics. Um, it would have been a complete implosion if they'd have lost that game last <laughs> night, <laughs> but, uh, but, um, yeah, I'm, this is what I've been ready for. We got college football today, NFL tomorrow. Like I'm just ramped and ready to go. Oh, hell yeah. I, I, I was hoping for some more free throw misses at the end. The Celtics, <laughs> Celtics to win that one, but it would have been nice if they won by two. I'm just saying. Yes. And we've also got, Rich, Rich, are you a fan of uh, Dick Van Patten? The old show Eight is Enough. <laughs> yeah, Eight is Enough, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I hit the back door. I mean, I hit the backwards parlay yesterday, going zero for eight. So it was one of those days that started off horribly, where I put in um, the under on the Clippers game, and uh, I had it at two sixteen and a half. I got two fifteen and a half. 
with about 25 seconds to go. I had 10 points to work with and I lost by the hook, which was in between what I thought I had. And, and then uh, I lost with a walk-off grand slam for the uh, Colorado Rockies. So got to say, Max, you know, he, he spiked bet me yesterday with the, <laughs> with the Royals. He put the Jobu on me and then uh, he spiked betted against the Boston Celtics and he won both. So I think he should start an entirely new way of picking things. Hashtag spite bet. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So go to hell. <laughs> He's one of us now. He is. If, 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 if someone on the show doesn't tell me to go fuck myself or go to hell, then I, I don't really make them part of the show. It's happened with Rich. So. Welcome. Finally. Thank you. Yes, he's part of the family. We haven't gotten a fuck you, Max, in a long time. I bet we can probably get one today in the oh, in the boy. NFL. Yeah. All right, let's do it. We got a lot of ground to cover. First up, the Miami Dolphins at New England Patriots. This one opened up New England minus six. It's minus seven now at Pinnacle and Bet 365. Right out of the gate, jumping on a game that I'm actually betting on. Oof. Let's see. If the post-Brady era can kick off with a win, they've got former MVP Cam Newton taking the helm. Bill Belichick seems very high up on him, but it could just be one of those, I'm trying to make my old girlfriend a bit jealous by talking up my latest fling. Uh, We'll see. We'll see what Cam Newton does there. For the Dolphins, they actually probably helped end the Brady era in New England when they beat the Patriots last season, made them lose home field advantage in the playoffs. This Dolphins seems they, they made some improvements on offense, especially their their really bad offensive line. But they're still kind of coming and going, waiting for Tua to to get into the mix. I I know that Fitzy's going to start the season, but at some point we're going to see Tua out there. So it's a very weird season for the Dolphins, where they had momentum last year. Let's see if they can build upon that. But in the same sense, they they want their uh, rookie out there to see what he's got. Uh, money seems to be coming in on Miami here, but I'm on the opposite side. I like the Patriots to win and cover this one, so I'm I'm going to bet New England. Yeah, if this was in Miami, I might be going the other way, but um, kind of agreeing with Max here. New England, you know, since the Belichick area, Belichick Brady era, just almost unbeatable at home. Um, this is a pretty big game for Cam Newton. Like he's really got to show that he understands the offense and that. It, <laughs> the crazy thing is, you know, he comes from Carolina, he comes to New England, and quite honestly, I think he has less talent to work with in New England <laughs> than he had in Carolina. There, there's just no notable real assets for any weapons other than Julian Edelman. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they play. I know Sonny Michelle's kind of in the doghouse with they're just waiting for their uh, freshman running back to come off I.L., and they'll put him in, but um, I, you know, I, I expect this to be a lot of dinking and dunking Edelman, James white. Um, but with Miami, look, they were really one of the hottest teams last year to wrap up the season, but this isn't that team. I mean, they had what 11 draft picks. This is a whole new dolphins team. Um, so I expect them to be competitive, but I still expect the Patriots to cover. I'd really like to have it at the six or six and a half. I almost expect this to be a push, but I'll bet the Patriots with Max. You know, I'm big on styles make fights. And last year, you know, Miami may have made some upgrades to their offense, um, which was pretty bad, really bad. And then they didn't really spend a lot of time on defense. So the defense was one of the worst in football last year. 
looking at Miami's offense there. I mean, um, the New England's offense, middle of the road, even with Tom Brady, they'll probably be middle of the road with Cam Newton, who will bring something that Tom Brady couldn't run. And I'm sure Belichick will use it. And that's some legs at a quarterback for a change. So I expect we'll see Cam Newton do some running tomorrow. Probably not a lot unless he really trusts Stidham as the backup. But I think where this game is going to be won is the defense for New England. New England's defense should be able to keep the Miami offense in check. So I'm going to agree with Max and Panther. And I'm also going to lay the points and bet the New England Patriots. Oh, man. Right out of the gate. We got a French kiss to death. Wow. Yeah. And this is why we're going to get fucked. Divisional, divisional game. <laughs> so they usually play a little bit closer, but I do kind of tend to think you guys are right. Uh, there's no continuity or there's no like uh, stability over in Miami right now. They haven't had time to gel. I think there's a little bit more in New England. Plus, I mean, it's just styles make fights. The hoodie makes fights. I'm going to, I'm just going to bet on the hoodie. I'll do it too. New England minus the seven. Six and a half and a few other books. So maybe we can get that six and a half by the time kickoff happens. All right. Well, that's how you start the NFL season. Yeah. Oh, and one, everybody. <laughs> uh, the total in this one is 41 and a half down from 43. Max, you got a feel? I, I mean, you, you know where I'm always at in the first couple weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm always pretty much going in the under and i have this as a slight under uh, a lot of the a lot of these over unders are damn close this week and if it's close for me early on the season i tend to go the unders so yep slight under for me yeah with the, with what vegas has given us with the over under and the line you're looking at a score of 24 to 17 um i i think that's probably within the realm of possibility Miami's, you know, as it was mentioned, um, lack of time together and an ability to gel and New England having the best defense in the NFL last year. I also agree. I think this is an underplay. So I'll leave me under. I think Fitzpatrick's probably good for about three interceptions, right? It's either going to throw five <laughs> touchdowns or five interceptions. That's the kind of way he is. So I have this game going over. So I'm going to get off of the French kiss of Death Island here. And move on to my own and go with the over. Yeah, I think the, it's going to be an overplay as well. I've got it way closer to 50 than to 40. So, yeah, let's do it. Over. All right. Next up, another divisional rivalry. Cleveland-Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore opened up minus, what does it say here, eight and a half? They're minus seven and a half now. Although, I swear, just real quick, I saw it at 10 somewhere. I swear I saw it at 10. Go ahead, mm. Yeah, you know, I I I I heard that this opened at double digits, but I yeah. I haven't seen it anywhere. Um, listen, man, Baker Mayfield's going to get his fourth coach in three seasons. There's no question that Baker has talent, but there's always been some questions about his focus, about his personality. Uh, maybe Kevin Stavnatsky can control that, put him in an offensive scheme set that that is best suited for him to succeed. Mayfield definitely has some weapons around him. Uh, and and the Browns' defense isn't too bad either, right? Getting the defending quote-unquote MVP and potential Super Bowl contenders in Week 1 is going to be a tough ask for them. That said, I, I see some regression on the Ravens. I'm, I'm expecting the Browns to be a pain in their side all season long. And in Week 1, I want to say, show me what you got to both teams. But for now, I'm going to lean the Browns with those points, and I really need to see what both teams come at with out of the gate. 
you know, if this was any other team name, right, any other team name not named the Browns, it could be the Jets, it could be the 49ers. You go down this list, Mayfield, Chubb, Hunt, Odell, Landry, Higgins, Austin Hooper. This is a stacked offensive lineup. But because it's the Browns, we're kind of like, they're just such a hard team to trust. Uh, you know, Max hit it on the head. This team is going to go as far as Baker Mayfield takes them. And he's been just a little bit more. Um, it was, he's not been much Tim Tebow as far as cal- having a good head and having, and he's been more of a Manziel, be kind of a loose cannon. So we really need him to just tighten it up and to where he's just out there playing the, the college theatrics are done and just goes out and leads this team. Um, and I also agree with Max that I expect some regression with Baltimore. I think, you know, you've got film on Lamar Jackson. Um, I would be shocked if he runs for another thousand yards like he did last season. Um, but the, look, the big wild card for me in Baltimore is remember this name all season, JK Dobbins. This dude was an absolute monster at Ohio State. He's eventually going to take Ingram's job, um, and he's going to get – I expect a timeshare between Ingram and Dobbins. But, um, yeah, they're going to have to slow down that running game because it's it's Baltimore running probably less so than throwing. But I'm a max. It's a lean for me. I want those points, and I want to see what these Browns can do. I'm going to lean the Browns. I think that they drafted Dobbins so that they don't have to run Lamar so much. That's going to be a pretty devastating one-two punch. They were already the top rushing team in the league last year. I think Cleveland was like the third worst in giving up yards on the ground. I expect Baltimore is going to win this game and run right over Cleveland once again. Although I do expect Cleveland to put up a fight. So I'm going to lean the Baltimore Ravens here. Uh, but not bet either side. Yeah, I'm leaning Ravens as well. I think they can. I think they can take care of business. Maybe not by seven and a half. A little too high. I'd like it to drop a little bit more. But yeah, uh, I, I, with the with the the continuity, the stability on that team, I yeah, especially right now with no practice, no preseasons, man. Yeah, I do think Baltimore can probably come out and take care of business. Um, the total in this one is forty eight down from forty eight and a half. Uh, again, slide under, <laughs> uh, I, I just, I really need to see what the Ravens are going to do because they, they did have, we'll say a historic season or unexpectedly great season last year. And I don't see them putting up the same amount of points that they did last year. I do think that, uh, they, they can, as you guys mentioned, run all over Baltimore, uh, run over, uh, the Browns here, but running doesn't necessarily lead to a lot of points. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to lean the under here. Yeah, at that roughly 27 to 20, um, it, that just seems like a tall ask uh, for a team that's going to run a lot. And really, I think it's in Cleveland's best interest to rely more on Chubb and Kareem Hunt than Baker Mayfield. So I expect running on both sides. So I'll lean the under myself. I'm going to be on the opposite side again. I think Cle- I think Baltimore is going to get theirs 
when that running game is pretty effective, Cleveland lost one of their most, uh, one of their better linebackers, that play action pass stuff is going to be a killer. And you're going to see Mark Andrews get some balls down the field. You're going to see, I think, uh, Lamar throw a couple touchdowns. So I expect you'll see Baltimore get theirs. And if Cleveland's offense has improved at all, I think if Cleveland can get to 17 to 20, the game goes over. So I'm going to lean the over. Yeah, I'm on the under on this one. I don't know. I don't know what to expect from Cleveland. But I am worried that Baltimore will just gas the defense. The defenses are not, you know, they're not up to conditioning. Keep an eye on those second half overs as the defenses are just just exhausted going into the second half in all these games. I would I would I would definitely look at that when they're posted live. But uh, for right now, I'm going to lean the under in this. Right. We got Jets at the Bills. Uh, Buffalo opened up minus six. They're minus six and a half now. Uh, The Jets went six and two over their final eight games. It saved Adam Gase's job. And we all know which coach should actually get the credit for that. But now emboldened by those wins, Gase is going to be even more insufferable, try to do things that he can't do, like coaching. (laughs) Can't coach. He's going to try it, and he's going to fail. I am not a fan of this Jets team at all, and I am a fan of this Bills team. I love adding uh, adding Stefan Diggs to it. I think he's a critical piece for them to be able to compete in the AFC East. Uh, Bills' defense has been a top-six defense the past two seasons, and I don't expect much different from them this season as well. The line is a bit higher than I would like, but I'm going to take a nibble of some chalk and bet the Bills. Yeah, this is interesting because it's probably really going to be the first time Josh Allen has had, you know, bona fide, um, real big talent at the wide receiver position. You got Stephon Diggs, who's just a, a money receiver. If John Brown's healthy, I mean, he's fast enough to qualify for a Chiefs team. Um, and Cole Beasley's, you know, he's no slouch from the slot position. So this is a really good team at wide receiver. But here's the big thing. They got three guys that can tote the rock at running back. They're going, to st- they're going to start with Devin Singletary. Zach Moss, the rookie, will get his takes. And TJ Yeldon will probably come in and vulture some of those goal line um, and short yardage plays. So they've got as much talent as Josh Allen's probably had since he's been there. Um, and, look, I really think Josh Allen is the real deal. Uh, coming out of that uh, class with those other quarterbacks, I thought he was the best one. He finally gets some talent. and I. I like this Bills team. I like them to finally supplant the Patriots in that division, which brings us to the Jets. I hate the Jets. Like they got a pretty formidable defense, but as long as Sam Darnold's their quarterback, I, they don't have any notable. I'm just not on the Le'Veon Bell train. So I look. I don't like the Jets at all. I'm going to be on the Bills here. I'm going to bet the Bills, and that's what I got. The Bills, if they had an offense, they would be really formidable. And they did bring on Stefan Diggs. And one stat that might surprise people is Josh Allen's actually the number one quarterback in the league in terms of passes up to 19 yards. And you would think with that arm, it would be the other way around, anything over 19 yards. But that's where he struggled a little bit down the field. And maybe uh, Stefan Diggs can change that for him. Their defense is lights out, and they spent money on the defense in the offseason. So – this is a game where I think they could shut out the Jets. So I, I'm going to – it's like I'm a tenth of a point away, so the hell with it. I'm going to go with the tenth of a point, and I'm going to bet the Buffalo Bills. Mm. I can only lean the Bills here. 
I put in the numbers and it spit out that the Bills win, but not by enough to cover. So I'm just going to lean Buffalo on this one. I, I don't like this one. <sighs> and Panther, you sound like a Jets homer. You really do. I hate the Jets. That's what Jets fans say all the time. <laughs> I, I call it like I see it. Yeah. Uh, the total in this one opened at 40. It's 39 and a half now. A uh, rare one where I am actually going to go slightly over, just slightly over. Mm-hmm. I do think that that uh, the Bills will put up some points against the Jets um, in, in probably the, the upper 20s on the jets here. And I think it's going to be enough to, to push this slightly over that 39 and a half. Yeah. Kind of a tough one to call the, given the line the Vegas has given us, we should be at something like 23 to 16. And with these two defenses, even that could be kind of over. Um, I expect the jets, if they score at all, will probably be a lot of field goals. So it comes down to how many big plays Buffalo can get the, as much as I dislike the jets, they do have an, an absolute awesome defense uh, i'll lean it under for this game yeah i'm actually one of the games i'm going to do and take is i'm going to bet the under in this game i do think it's going to be a defensive battle that uh, buffalo wins one of the things they struggled with last year was a pass rush they went out and tried to help their pass rush this year so i expect them to get after sam darnold and when you get after sam darnold what does he see gentlemen ghosts he's going to see a lot of ghosts and throw some turnovers yeah, I'm on the under here as well. I don't see this getting to 39 and a half. Um, uh, 38, maybe. I'm going to take the under in this one as well. All right. Panthers team, the Las Vegas Raiders playing the Carolina Panthers. Raiders opened up minus one or pick them. I saw both, and they are now minus three. It's a tough one for Panther because it's the Raiders versus the Panthers. I mean, how can you bet against the panthers it's it's just it's, it's a conundrum that we'll we'll find out what panther's going to do in a, mi- a minute i'm not a fan of this carolina team uh but i i can't trust chucky gruden especially as a road favorite in week one uh josh jacobs great i do worry about what gruden's going to do with Derek carr this year kind of turned him into a game manager last season and he doesn't seem to be in love with Derek Carr, uh, the Chuckster seems to have eyes for many other quarterbacks not named Derek Carr. Uh, he's going to get a chance, though, to shred a very porous Panthers defense. Uh, Carolina's offense, though, I think could be problematic for the Vegas defense. Christian McCaffrey is going to get his, and I think under Matt Rule, uh, Bridgewater probably continue to improve. We, we've seen him as a backup, uh, gets that starting job once again. Technically, was a starter in in place of uh, an injured breeze, but now he gets gets his own job, gets his own playbook, gets to do what he needs to do. I don't think the Panthers get a lot of wins this season, but this could actually be one of them. Uh, I see that the money is coming in all over the Raiders, but I'm I'm going to fade the money here, and I'm going to actually bet Carolina with those points. Yeah, this is this isn't as easy as one might think. Um, Carolina, believe it or not, is actually a veteran team, right? Teddy Bridgewater has been in the league long enough, and he was phenomenal as Drew Brees' replacement last year. Christian McCaffrey, this dude was second in the league in targets as a running back. Like, only Michael Thomas had more targets than Christian McCaffrey. He is their first, second, third, fourth down, everything back. Probably put him back there on punt returns, kick returns. This dude, they want the ball in his hands. Um, I mean, he is – 
there's a reason he goes number one in fantasy drafts. He's just such a, a special kid. But the wide receiver for Carolina is where I got questions. DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuel, like there's really nothing there to, to really be in love with. So probably a lot of mid-range stuff for Bridgewater and a whole healthy dose of McCaffrey. But the problem for the Raiders is, you know, like Max said, he's not been a big Derek Carr fan, Chucky. And they went out and drafted all this young talent. You got Henry Ruggs, who's a burner. Brian Edwards is a burner. Hunter Renfro comes back this year. He's a burner. You got all this speed. Like if you're not going to throw the ball down the field, then why you got all this speed? Um, so, yeah, it's I really am anxious to see how – the play calling for the Raiders goes because if they don't take sh- multiple shots down the field and interceptions be damned, don't care. I just want to see them take those shots down the field. Cause if you don't, it's going to be a long season for the Raiders. This, this is, you don't get all this speed and then not throw the ball. Um, I think it's actually going to be a close game, but I'm going to have to lean the Panthers here just because of that veteran leadership and McCaffrey just being so damn hard to defend. The uh, last year, Carolina was number 30 in pass yards per attempt. I didn't think it was possible, but then they went out and signed Bridgewater. So you can mark them down for number 32 this year. (laughs) No doubt about it. And they were horrible against the run. And what did they do? They gutted the center of their defense. Both of the defensive linemen out, Keekly retired. They drafted two guys to take the place, but the rookies, they're not going to be used to game speed. For fantasy people, Josh Jacobs should have a huge day uh, tomorrow. I'm going to, and they're going to throw the ball down the field at some point, Panther. I I do expect they're going to stretch the field. It's just not going to be tomorrow because they're not going to need to. It's going to be, instead of Josh Jacobs to three yards in a cloud of dust, it's going to be Josh Jacobs 13 yards, first down, and goal to go. So I'm going to lean the Raiders here just oh. because road dogs, you know, they, you die with road dogs betting in the NFL. But expect Josh Jacobs just to have a monster game. Yeah, I'm going to bet the Panthers here plus the three. I I was shocked when I actually ran the numbers and saw that, wow, Carolina has a real shot to win this game. So, whew, yeah, scared, but I'm betting Carolina. <laughs> I even messaged Max yesterday going, holy shit. <laughs> Yeah, this I, I agree. This is actually one of the games where, if you really believe the Panthers could win, you could probably get by with money line in this game. I'm not. I don't have that big of balls. <laughs> yeah, but I remember, you know, the Raiders' speedy wide receivers you know, and their stone hands never really scared me in the '80s and '90s. So maybe it's more of the same. Maybe the ghost of Al Davis is looking over everybody. Uh, 47 is where the total opened. It is 47 and a half now. I'm back on my under train. This is an under. Absolutely. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see this hitting, hitting that high. 25 to 22, and both of them have what I would consider average or maybe even below average defenses. At some point, I expect the Raiders to open it up, and Christian McCaffrey can score two touchdowns by himself. I'll lean the over here. I think we can get into the, the mid to high 20s on both teams. I feel like this might be one of the higher scoring games of the day because you do have average defenses and you're going to have, I I think it's going to be a game that might be filled with some explosive plays as well. So I'm leaning the over with Panther. 
Yeah, I kind of like the under here because, you know, what what did we call it last season? The double fallacy? I think if it's a closer game, yeah, the Panthers have a better chance. Yeah. What did the Raiders do last season? They moved the ball well and couldn't score. So may, maybe they can get over that hump and actually score this year. Oh. And we'll see. All right. Next up, Seattle, Atlanta. Uh, Seahawks either open. I saw them as a pick them. But it's listed here as minus one. So Seattle opened up minus one. They're minus everyone's favorite two and a half now. The Falcons, much like the Jets, they started very poorly and then they finished six and two behind a very solid defense in that second half of the season. Last season, the Seahawks did not have as stout of a defense as we're accustomed to, but they made some changes this offseason. I think they're looking to get back to their roots their Pete Carroll roots here defensively and on offense. We know they, they rise and fall behind Russell Wilson, but I, I do think they have a, a nice pair of running backs that should take some pressure off of them this year. And that Seattle offensive line we know was a huge liability for them last season. I still think it's going to be a problem for them this year, but not as bad as Atlanta's offensive line, which is something that I think Seattle's going to exploit. I, I, I absolutely hate this line. I'm going to lean Seattle here, but uh, this is a game I just don't want to touch. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting game for me, too. You know, Atlanta was red hot. Well, they won four in a row to close out the season. Um, but they were, oh, my God, they were so abysmal to start last year. Their only real notable improvement, you if you will, was at running back, and they added Todd Gurley. And look, a healthy Todd Gurley is about as good as they come. And he should be healthy for game one. Now, how that pans out for the rest of the season, I don't know. But um, that makes this pretty much the same team as last year. Seattle, I mean, Russell Wilson is just one of those guys that, and for me, just doesn't get talked about enough. I think he goes down as like one of those average quarterbacks. But, man, all he does is produce and win. Um, you know, like Max said, Chris Carson, Carlos Hyde, nice little one-two punch at running back. And this might be the best wide receiver core that Wilson's had in a long time. Um, it, it was a seven point game last year. Um, they played, I've never understood how they do these schedules. Like Seattle um, played Atlanta in Atlanta last year. Now they're in Atlanta again this year. I never sure how that shit happens, but um, I, it was a seven point game last year. I think it's probably a seven point or better game this year. I will go ahead and bet the Seahawks. Atlanta last year, uh, Seattle last year had one of the worst defenses in the league in terms of getting to the quarterback. Atlanta was one of the better teams last year in on offense in terms of throwing the ball. Seattle lost their most disruptive player in Jadavian Clowney. Their defense is not going to be improved. They've struggled when they go across the road. I think Atlanta, one of the players that you, you kind of missed there, Panther, on where they've improved the most Sleeper alert for fantasy football. Hayden Hurst is going to make a lot of big plays in between Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley at tight end. I expect him to have a monster day tomorrow, and I'm going to bet the Atlanta Falcons to win this game outright. Yeah, me too. 100%. I like Atlanta. You know, you know, you guys know, if, especially if you've listened before, I like being on the plus two and a half. I think when you see two and a half, you kind of can almost money line uh, the dog. Because two and a half is the most dangerous point spread out there. So, yeah, I'm going to bet Atlanta plus the points as well. I don't have to, you know, I'm not going to money line it. But. It's funny, too, though. We do need to address this is yeah. a home field advantage this year 
and 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 what yes. that's going to mean. So Vegas has been playing home field advantage this year more to the two and the two and a half as opposed to the three because the fact is you're not going to have these full stadiums. Teams that I expect to really be impacted by this are definitely the, the more dome teams such as the Saints or Seattle when they're at home. Uh, but it's just something to consider when, when you're making your projections this year. That three that you're automatically giving to the home team is not so automatic right now. Right. I set it at zero. I'll be I'll be upfront. I put it at zero. Home field advantage, zero points. That's how I ran it right now. And we'll see. We'll have to see. We'll talk about in a little bit what I, who I think is going to be really impacted by this. Um, but yeah, let's get to the total. 49? That's where it opened, right? Yeah, 49. It is 49. Under. <laughs> Max, I love it. I can set my watch by you. <laughs> <laughs> 26 to 23. Uh, it kind of feels like a big ask. I'm on the under too. I'm on the over. I think this game goes over. Both teams are going to score points. I think Atlanta could get out to a lead. They're going to force Russell Wilson to cook, which is what everybody apparently in Seattle wants him to do. So I expect both teams to to, to score in the 20s. I'll go the under here. Everybody wants Russell Wilson to cook except for Pete Carroll. So I'm going to go the under. Uh, and just over, just slightly, just slightly. If this shifts down to 48, I'm probably going to go over. because He only it's, gets to cook when it's in the Super Bowl at the one-yard line. That's the <laughs> only time that he gets to cook under Pete Carroll. Man, man. Russell Wilson, I like Pete Carroll as a coach, but Russell Wilson would have thrived under somebody else. Um, Philadelphia at the Washington Football Club. Eagles opened up, this is an interesting one, minus six. They're minus five and a half now. Yeah, weird one, man. Uh, yes. the, the money, the money is coming in on Washington. So I'll say that the money is coming in on Washington. So the line movement is is correct. I still don't like it, but it's correct. <laughs> I like Carson Wentz as a quarterback. Health has definitely been an issue, not just for him, but for his surrounding offensive unit going into this season right now. Everyone seems to be in good shape. Everyone seems to be healthy for Philadelphia. I do like them to compete against that Dallas team in the East. I love Fletcher Cox on defense. Getting Darius Slay is huge for the Eagles this year. Washington, on the other hand, is a team in transition. New coach, kind of a new team name. Tons of questions at quarterback. As I mentioned, that that money is coming in on Washington, but I still kind of like Philly here. I'm, I'm going to lean the Eagles here. I I'm just not expecting much from this Washington football team this year. Yeah, I'm in agreement there. I mean, Dwayne Haskins is the starter. He's going to get a chance to earn this job, but he's not getting a lot of help. Antonio Gibson is the the running back now. Um, You got a a bunch of no-name wide receivers, although Terry McLaurin could have uh, a pretty sizable year just because they're going to be behind all the time catching the ball. But Philadelphia – Miles Sanders is an absolute special running back. This guy can run it between the tackles. He can catch the ball. He's there every down back. And it's something they really haven't had um, in quite a long time, to be honest. But the big get for them is going to be Jalen Rieger, who was injured, but he had worked his way back. They were talking about maybe next week. Dude's going to start tomorrow. Um, This was their burner first-round pick. Um, line him up with Deshaun Jackson and Carson Wentz has a lot to throw to 
You got Zach Ertz, who I don't know how that's going to play out. He's um, in a contract year, and the Eagles are refusing to negotiate with him. So maybe Dallas Goder gets quite a few touches as well. But that's about as much talent as Carson Wentz has had. So the offensive line can stay upright, and Carson Wentz you know, can just stay out there and do his thing. I think this is a blowout. So I'm going to bet the Eagles. Washington was the lowest scoring team in the league last year. And now you bring in a new system and you don't get to try it out in any preseason games. I expect them to have a very dysfunctional offense early in the year. So even if Haskins has a chance, I don't know what he's got a chance with because the timing I expect to be off. uh, I just don't expect them to be very effective at all on offense. Philadelphia should be effective on offense. I'm going to bet the Eagles here too. This was the game. This was the game that it, my not so magical Excel sheet said, oh, this is the lock. This is the lock, Philadelphia. And the, I, I, I can't do it. I, I'm scared. I'm terrified. It should be six and a half now, seven, not five and a half. <sighs> Fuck it. I'll just, I'll bet the, damn it. It's a loss. It's a loss. I know it. Washington's going to cover. I hate the fucking Eagles, man. Ugh. Man, this is the lock. I really hate the Eagles, <laughs> and I'm betting them. I'm, I'm a true. Cowboys fan. There could be true. nothing worse than the freaking Eagles. I'm turning off my brain, and I'm betting the Eagles. <sighs> the total in this one, uh, 44 and a half is where it opened, right? Yes, and it is 42 and a half now. <laughs> Slight under. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have this one at 41. So I mean it's uh, it's it's kind of right there 41 42 I think it's it's like right there. <laughs> you got to get over like 24 to 18 to get there. Um and I <laughs> I don't know that I can get there. I think the Eagles can do their part. I honestly wouldn't be surprised and for all those listening I'm going to continue to call them the Redskins. They're <laughs> because that's who they are. I don't know if they'll score. Maybe some field goals. I, I agree with Rich. Like they're going to be really dysfunctional. Um, ah, it's going to be a struggle. So yeah, I'm I'm on the under here. I know we don't have time to really dilly dally here, but I've mentioned this to Arch before. Is the team could really get out of trouble if they just kept the name the Redskins and changed their logo to a giant potato. Yes. And then when the stadium opens again, they can have all these potato products, all these French fries and tater tots. It could really be a huge marketing scheme to be the Redskin potatoes. It sounds like a good idea. Yeah, it is. I'm going to go with the push. I'm going to say they score exactly 42. Wow, you're going for the push. We're going to get the some push. value on that one. Yeah. For exactly 42. Okay. I'm going to go with the over here. But yeah, I like that. I'm going to hunt down that line, see if what we can get for an exact 42. All right, next up. Oh, boy, my favorite team last year, Bears and the Detroit Lions. Uh, the Bears opened up plus two or plus two and a half, right? No, minus two and a half. But it says one and a half here. Wow. I swear I saw it at two and a half. So let's say Detroit opened up minus one and a half, and they are now minus two and a half. It's not how I saw it, though. Yeah, I, I seem to be on the opposite sides of what most people think of these two teams. I am, I'm very high up on the Bears, and I'm just not buying into the Lions hype. Bears still have an elite defense. Adding Robert Quinn is really going to help them. They did not force a lot of turnovers last year. But I think they can this year, and I think that's going to give them better field position. I think it's going to have their offense be a little less restrained, uh, a, a little you know, a little less uh, contained than they were last year because they had such bad field <laughs> position last year that it was asking a lot of Trubisky. 
And I don't think they're going to have to ask a lot of Trubisky this year because if he struggles, he's out of there. And they're going to bring in Nick Foles as soon as possible. But for this week, uh, you're looking at this Lions offense. It's a very good offense. I like what the Lions can do on offense. I hate what they can do on defense, especially the secondary. So I think the Bears could actually win this one. My hesitation, I almost money-lined the Bears. I almost money-lined the Bears in this. And my hesitation is the money's on them, and that line's getting better for them. So I'm, I'm going to lean the Bears here, but I, I hate the fact that, that the money is coming in hard on Chicago and, and we're giving them more points. I don't know how I could possibly ever pick the Bears with Mitch Trubisky still a quarterback. Um, it's good, just going to go down as one of the biggest busts in NFL history. I don't. Their wide receivers are pretty nondescript. Allen Robinson, Anthony Miller, Ted Ginn Jr., I swear, I went to college with him at Ohio State. Didn't even know he was still in the league. Um, and look, even if they pull Trubisky, Nick Foles, the, unless they change their you know, helmet you know, to a, a green helmet with a, a wing on it, he, he can't perform. He, he only performs for the Eagles. So I don't even know if that's even an improvement. I like what Detroit has offensively. And DeAndre Swift is going to get – he's eventually going to take that job. They're showing on Johnson as the starter, but – that's whatever. Let make the rookie earn it or whatever. And then you still have Adrian Peterson as a third down or not third down, but maybe a goal line and let him get beat up at his 54 year old body. But um, I just like the lions depth on the, the offense a lot better, but it's noted this defense they, they is a charity, man. They love to give away plays, give away, points and but that that brings me back to the bears like they can only score because the lions are inept it's, it's the battle of ineptitude the lions defense and mitch trubisky i'm just gonna have to hope that the lions offense scores enough i'm gonna it's gonna be a lean i hate this game i'm gonna lean the lions for the for the bears their defense is going to be the key to their season and there's a, a chance that both khalil mack and robert quinn don't play tomorrow if they don't play tomorrow they don't generate a pass rush and then on the other side of the ball, the top target for Matthew Stafford, Kenny Galladay, might take the day off as well. So you have a lot of key players in this game that may or may not play. If everybody plays, I would lean Detroit. If nobody plays, I'm just going to stay away from the game. So it's a lean Detroit with caveats. Yes, plenty okay. of them. I'm going to lean the Bears here. I, I agree with what Max said that, you know, uh, I don't like that the line's getting better for them. Something smells. But, uh, you know, this is a bet against or a lean against, I should say, Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia, who just wrecked me in 2019 over and over again. You can squander so much, Matt, and you're going to get fired this year. Uh, Bill O'Brien, Matt Patricia, which one of them gets fired first? That's the race. All right. The total in this one opened up at 44. It's 42 and a half or 42 even. Putting uh, envelopes my head and it says slight under. <laughs> Thank you, Tarmac. <laughs> Tarmac, Tarmac. If I told you the score is going to end up 23 to 20, would that shock you? I'm like, if you go back in history, it's probably every Bears Lions game is 23 to 20. I can't. I don't know that I would trust either one of them to get over those points. So it's going to be an under for me. It's going to be twenty-one seventeen or twenty to seventeen. The winner kicking a field goal at the end of the game. So I'm leaning the under here as well. Ooh, look at that! We got a French kiss of under right here. I'm going under as well. 
Yeah, we'll see if either of these teams can actually score. All right, next up, everyone's kind of sleeper team here, the Colts versus uh, Max's Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, the Colts opened up minus seven. They're minus eight now. Jaguars front office just making all the moves that they possibly could to tank this year. I do feel bad for Mr. Mustache, Mr. Mustache out there, Gardner Minshew III. Uh, I, I like him, but he's going to have a rough go at it this year. Colts are one of those teams that a lot of people are expecting uh, good things from. I'm not entirely sold on Old Man Rivers out there, but he's not going to need to do much. Uh, Colts have a, such a solid defense, at, adding DeForest Buckner there as well, the Super Bowl you know, caliber uh, uh, defensive guy. It's, it's an already good defense. Home underdogs, though, man, they're always interesting to look at. So you're seeing uh, the Jaguars at home getting eight points, and it's like, man, can 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 you pass that up? Yes, you can pass that up. I think that Jags offense is going to be absolutely terrible. I don't think they're going to have a chance to score in the Colts at all, and I do think that the Colts could score in into the mid to late 20s, which should ideally cover this one. I can't quite bet it, but I'm definitely going to lean Indy here. I I was close to betting Indy, Indy to cover this. Is this the biggest line, I think, at eight? Like, it's ridiculous. But yeah. but again, they're on the road, <laughs> favored by eight. I, I, I just don't love it. I love it. You remember last year when when we had several games that were like double digits? I mean, we, we had college lines, damn near like 20 points. Some of, some of those games were so This one could easily be double digits. Probably should be double digits, if you ask me. Jacksonville, I've never, I don't think I've ever seen an NFL team absolutely punt before they played a game. I mean, they're selling everybody for a bag of peanuts and sixth round draft picks. They got rid of Lennon Fournette, and they're going to put an undrafted rookie in James Robinson at running back. Now, to their credit, they're saying he's been more than they expected and, and he earned it. So we'll see how that plays out. But, you know, Phillip Rivers has immense talent around him. You got Marlon Mack returning with Jonathan Taylor just waiting to take that job. You got all these rookie running backs other than Hilaire waiting to take jobs from the veterans. Um, and then T.Y. Hilton, Paris Campbell, Michael Pittman Jr. Like this is a, a pretty stacked wide receiver core. And Jack Doyle more than holds his own at the tight end position. The Colts have a better than average defense. Like I'm really sold on this Colts team, but they're going against the team that we said would be the worst in the league. Like we said, wouldn't get four wins. They're going to destroy them. I'm betting the Colts. I don't think Jacksonville wants any wins. (laughs) They don't want to have any doubt at the end of the year. They're not giving their players away for a bag of peanuts. They're giving them away for Trevor Lawrence is what they're doing. If they're winning any game, they're going to turn the ball over with two seconds left to make sure the team can get the winning field goal. They're playing for 0-16. I'm going to chalk them down at 0-1, and they're going to lose by more than the line. I'm betting the Colts as well. Yeah, I'm going to lean the Colts in this one. I'm a little too many points. I want to see. I want to see. I mean, the Jaguars are still a team, and we saw what happened when Miami tried to cuck their own team last year. <laughs> Didn't work out for them. Maybe Doug Marone can make a few phone calls and get some advice. What happens when the uh, front office just decides to obliterate you? So, I mean, I, I do think there's no doubt the Colts cover this one, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, the total in this one opened up at 46. It's 45 now. 
funny thing about the Dolphins is they ended up playing better and they still got the guy they wanted. They mm-hmm. wanted Tua, they drafted Tua. So, I mean, for them, it, it worked out co- completely fine. But I, just, I agree with Rich, man. I, yeah, I told you, when we did the future show, I had the Jaguars at 1-15. and 15. And uh, I, I think that that's probably where they're going to end up this year. They, they, they'll, they'll win one just so they're not the another 0-16 team. Uh, under. Under, of course, under on this one. I, I think the uh, the Colts probably get theirs, but the Jaguars don't get anything. Yeah, I'm in agreement. I think the Colts, the Colts could probably score 31, 35, and it still get to under because the Jaguars won't get to double digits. So I'm on the under here. Well, they do have a good field goal kicker, Jacksonville. So I expect they'll get a field goal or two, but I'm betting the under as well. Oh, yeah. It's under for me as, as well. Uh, First-year quarterbacks with nine or more kids always go under in September. I don't know if you know that. Little-known stat. Great stat. Great stat. Yeah, yeah. So there we go. I'm going to go the under. All right. Now, this is the one. This is going to be a pain in the ass. Green Bay Packers at Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota opened up minus three and a half, and they are <clears throat> minus two and a half now. Division rivals, we know. As you mentioned, they tend to play each other tough. Uh, these teams have defenses that, in theory, should keep the score lower. But, I mean, both offenses can put up points, too. So uh, I think what's going to happen is the Packers are going to try to tr- control the game on the ground. I think the Vikings can also still run the ball very well with Dalvin Cook. Uh, they, they're going to look to replace Stefan Diggs on offense and see how that uh, new wide receiver crew uh works out i do have Thielen on my fantasy team so i'm hoping that it works out quite well for him money is coming in on green bay i'm gonna go the other way i'm I, you know i hate these two and a half spreads i'm gonna lean minnesota here I, I do think that minnesota should win and should cover but fuck this game yeah i think the the draft well losing step on digs was why they went wide receiver in the draft justin jefferson um, we'll start and I expect big things from him, but Adam Thielen was a monster. Even when Diggs was there, I, Adam Thielen, I want him on my fantasy team. I couldn't get him. Um, so look, I think Minnesota guys, it's the same team, right? It literally is the same team and bipolar Kirk cousins. I mean, you just can't trust this guy green Bay. So Aaron Rodgers. I think he's going to pay. He's going to play pissed with a chip on his shoulder because of that Jordan Love draft pick. But they're not letting him call his plays. They were a very run-oriented team last year, um, and I think they're going to a little bit more the same this year. So I don't know how much Rodgers is going to be able to throw or be allowed to throw, um, which is really going to hurt this offense. I think they're a better offense when he's allowed to just chuck it thirty times a game. Um, but I'm with Max. I hate this game. I hate this. I need to see something. Uh, I'll lean the Vikings. The Green Bay's offense is basically a two-player team, right? You got Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams, and if either one of them have a bad game, I think Green Bay could struggle to score. And the Vikings have a pretty good defense. I'm going to lean Minnesota here because I think their defense will be able to take away one of the two or at least limit the production uh, from either at Adams or Jones. So I'm going to lean Minnesota. I think Minnesota is probably going to be the most affected team as far as home field advantage goes. I mean, remember they had like an engineer design the roof. So it would like bounce all the sound directly onto the field and all that. It's going to just sound like a ghost town in there. I, I, 
I mean, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going to assume there's there's no home field advantage. I'm going to lean the Packers plus the two and a half. But yeah, this game, this this is a nightmare. Stay away you got, from this. Got to remember what we were talking about uh, offline too. Is uh, teams, and I'm going to get to another one. Teams oh, yeah, yeah. that had, uh, uh, only one won by a sing- single score, and the Packers, I think, led the pack in, in that last season. Yeah. And, and the regression that you're going to see from them, it's going to catch up with them. But I can see in game one, winning by one score. another game winning field goal or something <laughs> like that. You know, like, honestly, it could happen. Uh, the fr- I heard they're going to pipe in the horn guy, though. Are they going to? I will see. The frauds are the frauds for a reason, right, Max? Uh, forty-six and a half is where it opened. Forty-five at Pinnacle. Forty-four and a half at Bet Three Sixty Five. Um, under, under all of them. <laughs> under. I, I, I think. Listen, man. I think there's only. Oh uh, man, I'm looking at this. I have only a couple games that I've, I've, I'm I'm going over. Maybe one, maybe one. I, I'm I I I love the unders in the first couple of weeks. I I readjust after I've seen the teams play, but again, they've had no preseason here. This is preseason for them, really. And uh, there's going to be some some iffy looking football out there. Uh, Vegas knows what they're doing with setting these over unders, so these two teams could score overs in three weeks. I they would be over on this in three weeks. Going into week one right now, I. Uh, I got to go under on it. <laughs> Talking about Vegas knows what they're doing. It's Thursday. They nailed it. <laughs> so 24 to 21 is where this should be, given the line that they've given us. And much like Bears-Lions, kind of what you expect with Packers-Vikings. I think that's probably right on the money. I'm not inclined to see either one of them going over that because they are two really good defenses. Um, the Packers were probably the biggest – fake 13 and three last year, but it wasn't because they're off or their defense. It was their offense was kind of, eh, but their defense is very legit. So I'm on the under here as well. Max, your, your total plays remind me of my, my junior year in, uh, in algebra, all your answers were under and all my algebra answers were X squared. (laughs) 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 I I think this game goes under too. I have them scoring a total of 42 points. So I'm going to lean the under here. I'm going to go the slight over. I it ju- at the forty six and a half. I was going under. Now that at the forty five, I'm going. I'm going over. It's really close. All right, Chargers bungles. Uh, Chargers opened up minus three. They are minus three now. Got a spoiler alert for you guys. I think we're talking about four more games. Yes. Right. I'm betting on three of them, and this is not one of them. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> uh, Bengals going to throw Joe Burrow out. Into the fire week one. Thankfully for him, he's facing a Chargers team that's going through a transitional year themselves. No longer with Philip Rivers, uh, San Diego, L.A., whatever the hell you want to call them, is going to try out Tyrod Taylor. But they have their you know heir apparent at quarterback in the waiting with Justin Herbert. So I expect both teams to just lean on the running game early in the season, lean on their defenses. I think the Chargers should have more talent to win this one, but I can't necessarily trust them. Uh, the, the benefit is they're not playing at home, and they seem to do better on the road. Uh, I'm going to lean the Chargers here to uh, win and cover this one. Yeah, the Chargers, I mean, you've got another one of those veteran quarterbacks and Tyrod Taylor who's been around for a long time. Um, Austin Eckler is kind of like a, a Christian McCaffrey. He's a do-it-all kind of running back. And Keenan Allen is a is a big play receiver, but outside of that, I'm not really in love with this Chargers team. 
The Bengals are exactly the same team they were last year, but they've got a healthy A.J. Green, presumably, and you got the wonderkin, Joe Burrow. And I got to tell you, I like everything he says, love what he did at LSU. He looks the role, he acts the role, he speaks the role. As long as he understands the playbook, I think they're just going to open it up and let him be him and do what he wants. I expect this to be kind of a sloppy but somewhat high-scoring game, Um, but I'm going to take the Bengals here. I'm going to bet them. I don't have any doubt Joe Burrow is going to know the playbook. From what you heard from his coaches down at LSU, the kid just buried his nose in the book and became the best that he could be in terms of that. I'm just worried about his first game in the NFL without any live bullets. Uh, I do think that they might even be the more talented team on offense. A.J. Green, John Ross – I, I think I would take those two guys over the, whatever, anything that they're putting after a Keenan Allen over in San Diego or L.A. or the Nomad Chargers. I, I think the kid comes out and plays well. He's. I think the most important thing in NFL is the ability from a quarterback to understand where the ball's got to go before the play starts. I think Joe Burrow will, does know that. And accuracy. And that kid was, he set a record for accuracy in college last year. And I know college doesn't translate to the pros, but hell, all those kids in the SEC end up in the pros anyway. So it's just the farm league for the NFL. I'm going to lean towards Cincinnati as well. I would bet them if this wasn't the first game and they had some preseason under their belt. But I'm just worried about the rookie mistakes that'll come along with Joe Burrow as well. SEC players oftentimes have to take a pay cut when they get that rookie contract in the NFL saying <clears throat> i'm gonna lean the chargers here uh, it's because somebody's got to win i think the chargers can hang with them in this first you know first game first game jitters so yeah i'm gonna take the chargers minus the three and i'll probably end up pushing all right the total in this one is let's see it is 42 down from 44 oh 41 and a half also at bet 365 this was a close one for me. This is a close one for me. I I actually have this going under. Slightly. What? Slightly. Show us your old face, Max. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I, this was a close one for me. I, I had pretty much uh, right around like 42. So, I mean, to me is, yeah, I'm going under here. Barely. Call this a hunch. I have nothing to base this on, but if these either one of these teams are going to be any good, you're going to have to just cut these quarterbacks loose, right? They're going to have to let Tyrod Taylor play. Otherwise, they're just going to go to their rookie. So you got to see what you got with him. And Cincinnati, there is no going to anybody else. This is Joe Burrow's team. And much like I said, the Chiefs would do with Clyde Edwards Hilaire, I think you have to throw him into the fire and just open the playbook up. I think. It could be a little sloppy, might even get some defensive scores. Um, But I think that will be the reason it goes over. I'm on the over. So if they decide to let Taylor lose, Tyrod Taylor lose, are they going to go from 14 points to 17 points? (laughs) (laughs) This is my push number two. So I'm going to go push again. I think they're going to score exactly 42. 21-21 tie. There you go. (laughs) We might see that. I would not be shocked because maybe somebody doesn't want to win this game uh, over. I'm going to take the over on this one. Um, yeah, man, I think that I think this could be a sloppy mess and it could just lead to some points So, over. All right. Now it's on to Max's three bets. Arizona at San Francisco. 
49ers open up minus seven and a half. They're minus seven or minus six and a half. Yeah, air quality could be an issue as California is dealing with some fires, some landscapes that looking like Blade Runner 2049 out there. Uh, Cardinals, man, they are, I'd say, I'd say the team on the rise. I will say the team on the rise here. They improved offensively last season, and then they added DeAndre Hopkins into the mix this season. It's still a team that lacks defense. They can be beaten on the ground defensively. They can be beaten in the air defensively. It's never a good sign when you can be beaten both on the ground and the air. Niners, I think they have nowhere to go but down. They lost Emmanuel Sanders. They replaced him with a rookie who's injured, probably not even playing this week. They lost on defense, which means Bose is probably going to face some double teams. He's going to be less effective this year. They won a lot of close games last year. And that's what I was talking about with the Packers. That could be a problem from them this year. Um, luck is going to run out for them at some point. I do think the Niners are still a team to beat, but historically, Super Bowl losers just drop an absolute turd in week one against the spread. And that's why I'm absolutely going to bet the Cardinals here. Yeah, I think you hit it right on the head with the Niners. Um, nowhere to go but down. And, and they lost Matt Breida as well. So their their uh, running back core is not quite as deep as it was before. Um, the Arizona is just doing all the right moves. I, I, they were one of the up-and-coming teams last year. Kyler Murray might be the first Oklahoma quarterback that's actually worth a shit. Um, but I think going into next year, they'll draft a running back because they just cannot be in love with Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds. That can't be where they're okay with being at. But their wide receiver, they went out and got DeAndre Hopkins. Larry Fitzgerald is, I mean, durable, um, dependable, and Christian Kirk can bring in the short passes. I think the Arizona's trending north San Francisco's trending south and I'm going to get a touchdown I'm with Max here I'm going to bet the Cardinals the uh, Cardinals were one of the worst in the league in terms of yards per attempt with this wonderkind from Oklahoma I don't know that that changes with DeAndre Hopkins they don't really I don't think they can when 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 your field stretcher is in the, in the backfield and his name is Kenyon Drake, I don't think that they're going to be able to stretch that 49ers defense out enough. And I think Bosa is going to get to him. And when he sees him coming, he'll do that second base slide so he doesn't get hit. I think that Arizona probably does cover, but San Francisco wins the game. Are you going to bet this? Nah, because it's in my it's in I have Arizona covering by just the slimmest of margins with the 49ers winning. And, you know, in the NFL, if you pick the winner, 80 percent of the time you cover from what right. I understand. So I, I don't want to be on the 20. Maybe I should bet them the way things are going yesterday, but I'll stick with the rules. OK, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to bet the Cardinals as well. I like them. I think we're going to see an improvement. Second year quarterback. We'll see a bump. Second year quarterback actually kept his coach. Only one in the league. Only one in the league has got the same head coach second year. So, yeah, I think we'll see a bump from the Cardinals. I'm going to bet them plus a seven. I'd like a lot more at eight, though. All right. The total in this one is 48. Let's say 48 and a half up from 47. This is close for me. What? This is close. I almost went over, but it's under. <laughs> God damn it. 
air quality man air quality i think air quality is gonna just i i, I i'm not in love with garoppolo i'm just i i know what the niners did last year i just i see them going down and same thing uh, i don't i don't like the cardinals defense so this this should get up there this should be close close to 48 49 50 yeah it's it's right in that area i'm just gonna slide under I've got it at right around 20. You got to get over 27 to 21. Um, with the Niners defense, it makes you hesitant to go over. Or, but with the Cardinals defense, it kind of makes you think they could go over. Um, I, it's gonna, I'm going to lean the under here. Cardinals gave up 442 points last year. They didn't really do anything to improve their defense. They did draft the, the all-around player. Isaiah Simmons from Clemson, who, you know, draft experts were kind of mixed on how he's going to fit. He's kind of a tweener in the NFL. So we'll see what he brings to the table in his first game. I expect the speed of the game will be a little bit fast for him right away. I don't think that they're going to miss a beat running the ball, San Francisco. Yeah, they may have lost Matt Breida, but McKinnon should be healthy. Remember, they went out and spent a lot of money on him because they thought he would be their lead back. So between him and Mostert, I don't think they're going to miss anything on the ground. Kittle is still Kittle. You know, you you can catch a six-yard pass and it'll turn it into a 30-yard run, knocking everybody out of his way. I got this game going way over. I'm betting the over. Yeah, I'm on the over as well. I'm jumping on that with you. I like it. I think this one, again, I want you to look at the second half totals. I think we looked at, I saw the Texans just like defense just gassed, it looked like, towards the end of that Chiefs game. If that's a trend, man, these defenses are not in the right condition. So just keep an eye on the second half overs. All right, Tampa Bay, New Orleans. This is probably the A matchup of the day. Everyone wants to see this. Saints opened up minus four. They're minus three and a half now. If the Superdome isn't jam-packed, does it make a sound? <laughs> well, they have that white noise they pipe. Mm. Uh, I mentioned that before, you know, just teams like the Saints and the Seahawks is going to be interesting to see what happens with that, that crowd advantage that they've been leaning on for a while. Tom Brady's going to make his first start for Tampa. My expectations are tempered to say the least. Uh, I see the money's coming in all over Tampa right now, but I, I think a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of that happened when this line was a tad bit higher. Um, I, I think, uh, you're going to start to see, you know, more money coming in on the Saints now. And the thing that I like about the Saints, it's it sounds stupid, sounds sounds so obvious, is stability, continuity. This is a team that doesn't need a preseason. This is a team that doesn't need to go over plays and learn uh, how to throw to new new teammates. This is a team that's going to hit the ground running, and not blink and not look back. I'm going to bet the Saints here. I think they're going to show it to. Uh, TB 12, Tampa Bay 12, uh, really early in the season. Yeah, a lot of logic to that point. Um, you look you look at Tampa's roster, and you're like, I mean, it's, it's a who's who of studs, right? You got Tom Brady. They've got three pretty decent running backs, even if none of them are special. Leonard Fournette could possibly be that. You got two exceptional wide receivers and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. And then you got future Hall of Famer Rob Gronkowski. The defense has got Indonik and Sue, Jason Paul, Pierre, Pierre Paul, Antoine Whitfield. I mean, this is a, a loaded team. But to Max's point, they haven't had a chance. No preseason to play together. 
Um, Tom Brady, you know, doesn't, I mean, I can see it on the sideline now. Somebody wrongs the wrong route. He's going to get all pissed off and, and it's going to be very interesting. Um, even though new Orleans is really just two players, right? It's Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas because the, Drew Brees is going to throw it to those two guys and nobody else matters. So unless Tampa Bay's defense can figure out what nobody else has really been able to figure out, which is how to stop those two guys, it's going to be New Orleans. So it's a – you know what? Fuck it. I was going to lean it. I'll bet it. I'm trusting Maximus Prime here. We're going to bet the Saints. Well, if there's any quarterback that doesn't need to have a preseason, it's Tom Brady. He never played much in the preseason anyway, right, at least lately. I'm, I'm, I, I have some concerns regarding the locker room for the New Orleans Saints. You had that big brouhaha in the, uh, between Drew Brees and some of his teammates on Twitter. And then <clears throat> Drew Brees recently with some comments in the newspapers about how he, he knows that the end is near for him. He's talking like he's going to retire. And when, when players have retired in their mind, they have retired on the field. So I, I'm really concerned about Drew Brees' performance this year. I would not be surprised at all if at some point in the season, Jameis Winston takes over and becomes the starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. Mark that down. You heard that here first. And another good surprise, uh, perhaps for fantasy streamers tomorrow, would be um, Mike Evans is expected to maybe miss the game, one of the primary targets for Tom Brady. But apparently, Mr. Brady was having a lot of rapport with a short, fast white guy named Scotty Miller. Um, we know how he's done with those short, fast white guys. So look for Scotty Miller to have a pretty good day tomorrow as well. So I am actually betting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ooh. I was going to lean Tampa Bay because it's. I've got this as a three-point game. I'm getting the hook with Tampa Bay. Too close for me. So it's just a lean on Tampa Bay. But I do wonder if the continuity argument comes into play. I guess we'll find out pretty quick. Man, this is this is close. All right, the total, interestingly enough, opened up 49.5, and, and it's 47.5 now. Here we go. Uh, I'm typing. I'm typing, Max. Don't worry. I already got you. It's an under. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those games that, that Vegas is going to uh, try to get you to jump on the over. Uh, I'm surprised that it's dropping. I yeah. kind of feel like they probably could have increased it just by the name brand recognition between the Saints. So that does give me slight hesitation that that maybe it ends up being an over at that at that new line. Um, but I have it as a slight under. Well, maybe them dropping it is so they can bait in people like me. Um, got it like roughly twenty five to twenty two, something like that. Twenty six to twenty three. Whatever. I think it gets over that. I think both these teams can really explode and and put up some numbers. So I, I think it's this could be um, a really good game to start the NFL season with some fireworks. I think this is could be one of the games of the day. I, I'm going. I'm looking at the over here. You know, Panther had said that the Saints' offense is Kamara and Michael Thomas. Well, Kamara, if he's going to be a, a factor at all, and again, you know, news in the paper makes me wonder about where New Orleans' head is with uh, Kamara because they said they're willing to trade him. But if he's going to have a game, it's going to be pass catching and not running. The Tampa Bay defense was incredible against the run last year, but they were at the exact opposite end against the pass. I wouldn't be surprised if between the two quarterbacks, they come close to 100 attempts tomorrow. You put up the ball close to 100 times in the game. There's going to be points. I'm on the over. 
it worries me that I'm so far apart from Vegas. I've got this going over big time, and they're making it smaller. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm, oops, I'm gonna do over, but I am worried that oh, this is this is trappy. This is there's something going on. All right, last game. We have Rich's Dallas Cowboys versus Max's Los Angeles Rams, and it opened up Cowboys minus two. It is minus two now at Pinnacle, or minus two and a half at Bet365. Cowboys have huge expectations. The Rams, not so much. I am on the record as saying that I am not a believer in this Cowboys team. It is hard to argue that the Dallas offense isn't just stacked with talent. Absolutely. But I am absolutely in love with the Rams' defense. And I think Dallas, as a road favorite in week one, minus two and a half seems suspect to me. Maybe it's going to be a homer bet here, but it is what it is. I'm going to take the Rams, take those points. I like it. You know, I'm probably going to take some grief from Rich here, but looking at this Dallas roster it's it's like looking at the browns i mean just loaded absolutely loaded but because it's the cowboys can you really trust them like they just find a way to lose and so is mccarthy over garrett that much of an improvement does jerry know how to keep his stupid nose up in the owner's box and and not metal um like cowboys are clearly the better team but that's kind of been the case for the last several years. This is the most talent they've had since God damn near Troy Aikman's years. Um, they're loaded everywhere. The Rams lost Brandon Cooks. They lost Todd Gurley. Malcolm Brown is a capable running back, but he'll probably eventually lose that job to the rookie Cam Akers. Uh, Cooper Cup had an incredible season last year. He's going to put up massive fantasy numbers this year. I just don't know if I trust Jared Goff. This is a tough one because I don't trust the Cowboys and I don't particularly care for the Rams. I'm going to lean the Rams just because they're at home. I'm, uh, I, I do trust the Cowboys. I think there's going to be two playmakers this year that make a difference for the Cowboys. One is C.D. Lamb because you're going to get big plays from the middle of the field and you're going to have to pick your poison as to which wide receiver you want to cover. And speaking of cover, I can't trust any team that has Jalen Ramsey in the locker room. At all. That kid seems to be trouble wherever he goes, whether it's college, whether it's Jacksonville. And even in his short time in Los Angeles, he's been a pain in the team's ass. So I think the Cowboys are going to be very effective. Number two thing about the Cowboys is Zeke has been in camp all year. He's not out eating. He's not out getting himself in trouble for accosting people drunk. So I expect you're going to see Zeke have a pretty effective year. Pollard's a great back out of the backfield to change of pace. I think they're going to score. But where they're going to be much improved is on defense. Adding Alden Smith opposite Demarcus Lawrence is going to make a huge difference. And then they're going to move Jalen Smith into a pass rushing role instead of a run stopping role and rely on uh, Van, Leighton Van Der Esch to kind of handle the run up the middle. So they've done what they need to do to stop the run up the middle. And they're going to pressure the hell out of quarterbacks. When Jared Goff gets pressured, he throws a lot of interceptions. He's going to throw interceptions and the Cowboys are going to cover. Hey, Max, what I we know what the what traditionally happens in primetime games and that the, the money and the or at least the public jumps on the favorite. What's the what's it looking like right now? Uh the public is on the favorite. 
Yeah, right. We know that primetime games. We know the Sunday night, Monday night games. The public loves the over and the favorite. Public, public is absolutely on the favorite. Yeah. The money is completely opposite. Yeah, I thought so too. I thought so too. Man, I'm going to bet the Rams as well, plus the two. I just feel like the narrative out there being pushed is that golf sucks and, uh, you know, your, your boy Sean uh, just can't coach anymore. So, yeah, I want to be on the opposite of that. I want to take the Rams plus the two. So Cowboys win their first game. Rich is on an island. He is on an island. Quite yep. possible. It's quite yeah. possible. <laughs> the total in this one opened at 50. It's 51 at Pinnacle. It's 51 and a half at Bet365. And all I hear is over talk. Everyone's talking over. Everyone's talking over. That, that number's going to go up even more. And people are going to keep going over. Guess what I'm going to do? Under. Oh. I thought you were Shocker. surprising us. Shocker, yeah, I was right? waiting. I thought this Shocker. was the big surprise. Yeah. Shocker. No. Uh, 27 to 24. We'll kind of get you there. Um, I think there's going to be some big plays. I think Jared Goff's going to have to throw the ball. Cowboys have put pressure on the Rams um, to keep their offense moving. So I, I never bet these anyways. Well, usually don't, but I won't bet this one either. But I'll lean you over. Cowboys win 50 nothing. Game goes under. <laughs> okay, 50 to nothing. I, we could, I could probably find that direct. Uh... You want to do that? That specific, you know, probably worth their dollar. What the yeah, hell? Dollar, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go the under here. I'm gonna go the under. I I think that you know they're gonna yeah, just everyone's talking over. It's just the contrarian in me wants to go under. I can't help it. And wow, that's it. That's week one. The Sunday games in the can. How to feel? That's good stuff. Listen, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Last year, uh, we, we did this just for uh, people that paid for it. So we, we'd usually go an hour uh, talking for people that were paying for it. Now we're giving it away. That was just free. Absolutely. And plus, plus, we added rich, extra 15 minutes of rich talking. Yeah. It's amazing. That, Good that, stuff. We, could, we, have, we actually have a metric. Yeah, Rich added 15 minutes to the show. We, we know that. Yeah. That's the first thing you got right all day today, Max, saying rich <laughs> and amazing in the same sentence. I, I hope so, man. You, you need it. After the last couple of days, you need some amazing. There you go. I absolutely do. All right. We've taken up an hour and 15 minutes of your time, so that is fucking it. That's it. Hey, head over to AbsoluteDegeneracy.com. Download the DGENS app, D-E-G-E-N-S, exclamation point. That's for Android, for iOS. Let us know what you think about our picks, your picks, anyone's picks. You can listen to us on that app or on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Pod, Google Pod, Podcast Static, TuneIn, Podsell, and iHeartRadio. No matter where you listen to that, please, highs, rating, comment, subscribe, download, and listen to every single episode. Saturday, Sunday, wherever you listen to us at. Rich, final words. Well, definitely looking forward to the NFL and getting off of yesterday's baseball and basketball. Hopefully that changes my fortunes. Hopefully you enjoyed the show today. You laughed. You found some good picks in here. Make sure you listen to us. But right now, I would not listen to me. But hopefully that changes in the NFL season this year. So make sure you tell your friends about us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, however it is you communicate. Panther, it's it's, uh, football eve. Time to take us home. Well, we got college football today, but, man, we've been rambling on now for over an hour and 15 minutes, so I will just keep this short. Let us know what you did yesterday, what you're doing today, what you're doing tomorrow, more importantly. It's NFL season, baby. Make some money, fools! Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. 
Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents.